is going on tribe it's your boy clef and this is episode two of the social african show you already know it's the social african show where we chop it up with entrepreneurs of african origin and today we've got none other than my brother mct ali is in the building people T. Ali, are you ready to rock the show, brother? Yes, so let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. For those that don't know, T. Ali is one of the UK's top MCs. He's also an events host and the founder of T. Ali Models, which is a modeling agency that manages over 2,500 models here in the UK. He has won numerous awards in the entertainment industry and is one of the pioneers of Afro hip hop in Nigeria, having kicked it back in the day with the likes of Two Faced Dibia and the Plantation Boys. T. Ali's agenda is to promote and uplift Africa and Africans around the world. Now, I've given the tribe a little bit about you. Take it away. Tell us about your personal life and your African heritage as well. Um, okay, um, I'm born of uh, two African parents. Um, my dad is uh, from the south, uh, southern part of Nigeria, and so is my mom. I, I was born in Portsmouth, um, and then I was taken back to Nigeria when I was about uh, five, six years old. I came back to the UK when I was about 18 or 19, having traveled around the world trying to discover myself. Um, yeah, right now, I, um, if you ask me, because there's like three different bios there, you know what I mean? Gotcha, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it depends on what part of what chapter you want to know about. Um, I could just tell you, like, I was raised in Festac Town, which is a uh, Festac Town in Lagos. Um, it's a town which is born of um, art and culture anyway. Um, and um, there was so much buzzing going on around um when i was growing up like you know i had we had so many superstars that were growing up together we didn't know that they were going to be superstars you get what i'm trying to say and they ended up being you know mtv bt world music award type of accolades to their names and um i was just one of the privileged ones to be around these people at that point in time in their lives you know like the likes of two-face blackface um, Defo Clan. I mean, I knew, I knew Tony Tetsuila, the band, just somebody that I know personally. Um, yeah, I mean, Hazardos. I I could name even Kenny Ogunbe, D1, all these guys. We was, you know, we had to deal with them at same point in, when I was coming up. So, you know, uh, I was just lucky to be there. And then having knowing all these people, you you end up being in these um meetings and these gatherings like so that's how we started the hip-hop um um i can't remember what it's called now it's hip-hop society or hip-hop association um oh, in nigeria and um i was i was there on the first the first day we actually met um and i mean there was loads of stars that came through on that on that on that day and today is like they're way up there and it's like wow you know that's how time flies yeah. and have you got like a, a your family life have you got a, a big family or Oh, okay. So, um, my mom had three kids, and my dad, in total, I think it's six. I've got um, three siblings I've not actually met yet. So, oh wow, um, he's 
Yeah, he's still he's still reproducing. Busy. <laughs> he's still getting busy. <laughs> My dad has lived four lives, I like to say. Um, so yeah, he was uh he's a he's a civil servant. My mom's a businesswoman and also she's a teacher, so she likes to travel and do business at the same time. And you know, I think uh, her ambitions kind of, you know, pulled both of them apart and um that gave me room for independence and I was able to be I was able to, you know, think of my own, you know. There was no mom. Like, I had to do things by myself. The streets raised me, I like to say. Wow. You know, I was more closer to my friends than my actual family. But my sister and my brother were really, really close because, you know, we've been through a lot. So, um, that's a close-knit there that could never break. You know what I mean? Like, I never had an argument with my sister. And my younger brother, he's just like... He's like a friend to me, so you know what I mean. I mean, just blessed in that department. If you want to look at the positives, Crazy. yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Now, um, so far in your career, you've you've built the TLE brand as one of the top MCs in the UK, guaranteed. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm telling you this, that's for sure, because I uh, know. Um, <laughs> now, you, um, in your area of expertise as an MC, yeah. what's one yeah. thing that you do that sets you apart from everyone else? I think what sets me apart. Number one is the fact that I'm never afraid to actually grab a mic. Because once I've touched the mic, I, I become a different person. Um, also, I, I'm, I'm, I'm able to open up myself up to allow the alter ego take over. Um, this is one thing that most entertainers will tell you. Um, they like to say it's like a uh, whatever taking over you but no that's not what it is you just have to allow your artistic um talent to flow out of you um once you'll be able to channel that properly you find out being an mc becomes very very easy no matter the situation you could be having a bad day you could be ill you could you know you could be under so much pressure but once you know how to open up that door you just be able to do a brilliant job and i think that kind of sets me apart from um, my counterparts and stuff like that. And also, I'm very, very versatile because wow. I could do I, could, I do weddings. Um, I host weddings. I also do birthdays. I'm also a child entertainer. And at the same time, I could throw it down to a club. I could do concerts. Um, like just Saturday now, I was on the beach doing um, one of those um, uh, CD competitions. <laughs> so, wow. you know what I mean? So, yeah. And I like to say I do all of those at least 80% to my abilities. You get what I mean? Yes. Um, so um, just because of that reason, I, I'm very, you know, I... And then for having a musical background also, um, you know, having that strong musical roots in the Afrobeats. We was Afrobeats before there was even Afrobeats. And I'm saying Afrobeats, not fella Afrobeats, yeah? <laughs> So, you know, the new school of um African popular music. So, um I've always I've always known that I didn't want to be I didn't want to be a rapper or a singer cuz I didn't like what my friends were going through. So, I decided like I would play the background and um like, you know, be a, like become an entrepreneur. Somehow somehow you know, going to university, I was building up something and I ended up full circle right right back to um, what I was running away from, which is being on the microphone. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Because I was going to say, you went yeah. South Bank. What did you study? Oh, well, I'd done chemical engineering. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, my 
initially I'd done um, sound engineering and music technology. Okay, so that's some music. No, in, that was in college actually. Oh, gotcha. and then because um, my uncle he worked in Chevron and he was like, he's 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 more like a graphic designer and stuff. So he was like. Oh, I wish I'd done chemical engineering when I was in university. I work with Chevron. I'm earning quite a lot of money. But if I'd done anything chemical, um, science-based, I would have been way up there right now. So, you know, I just took that as something and uh, I ran with it. But um, it wasn't my thing. It's still not my thing. Um, I know I know my calling. I know, I think, I, but at least now I know who I am and I know what I want. And you know that's that's how I just see it. You know that's why I studied in the uni, chemical engineering. That's crazy. <laughs> now the whole entrepreneurship game. You know sometimes it could be up and down. You've got your highs, and you've got your lows. Can you take us to a point in your journey so far where you felt so low you just did not want to do it anymore? Tell us a story. Oh, okay. Um, I hope I hear this. I hear this um, podcast again because <laughs> you will. It's going to be interesting. I'd like to send it to a few people because they need to know this. Yes. Um, all right, so basically we started um, So Good INC, which was like a media and um, entertainment outfit. We was actually signed to a label um, and we had we signed to Grafton Records, actually. He used to pay for everything we did. It was the first outfit that had advertisements on TV here in the UK. Oh, um wow. We done African Proud. I think we have done about thirteen, thirteen events with that with that name. We done Climax Nights. We had the lights of Acon. I mean, it was all the way. We were going up. Like we were wow. getting noticed in the streets. Everybody was knowing. Doneo. I'm talking about. You know, we had a good roster of credible artists, but we had about sixteen members in the whole group, right? 16 wow. alpha males like check real talk right i can't even say i'm the boss of these guys <laughs> like <laughs> there, were, there was no boss <laughs> because anybody was really really strong characters you know and um they they we had some they had some fights you know what i mean um one of them happened to go down in the middle of our event what happened was Nobody mentioned the names of the guys who were fighting. They just kept mentioning my name. It was like, oh, Tiali's boys. It's Tiali and his boys. Tiali and his boys. And um, I'm just lucky to have a few people that are, you know, really mature and that, I mean, a, a few movers and shakers. And there was a meeting with the police um, where our outfit actually got brought up. Like, you know, they spoke about our movement and he said oh we're the ones who actually go around clubs fighting and stuff like that but that wasn't actually true you know because we're fighting amongst ourselves it just looked like it was a fight you know what i mean so people just say anything when they get the opportunity to um and that really it kind of put me off um for a little bit actually just working with people um oh. because attaching my name to somebody i can't i can't i can't I can't vouch for you. I don't know what you're going to go and do. I mean, I had people who took bookings under the name of the company that went to go do jobs that were less than the standard that we actually set out. And then it came back to me like, hey, one of your people, you know, if you check Facebook, anybody was so good behind their names, that's that's part of the family. I'm not going to put any names out there. But yeah, we had, we got quite a few 
members and you know i didn't have that much of a control over them because it was like a it was it was like a sole partnership really everybody had different talents we had a marketer we had a promoter we had a graphic designer we had a dj we had a singer we had a uh, a young female she was like into the social media thing it was all across the board and um but underneath the company it was I I just had to realize like listen this is not a company this is just so traders coming together as you know just bringing everything to the table so the low actually was having to um separate myself from that and focusing more on myself and my brand um but um I mean we had ideas like that looked like Snapchat and you know the Wall Star hip hop we had all these things written down we had a clothing line in the works, you know, we, we was, we was going there, like we were going places, but, um, you know, those egos and also those fights kind of like put a dent to it, to it. And I put, you know, more energy into myself than actually into just the projects. And wow. it was a real low because right now, you know, we still, we, a few of us still come back together and we're like, oh, we should have done this, man. We could have done, we could have been here by now. Like this mm-hmm. guy, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's yeah. the, that's really the low. I'm still wow, not giving crazy. up. Though. No, yeah. no, no. Because yeah. one thing, one thing I want to try to take away from there, so much value. You were in a situation where you thought this is not working. People are dragging your name through the mud off of the back of nothing that you've done. But what mm. did you do? You took yourself out of that situation of course yes that's the value i want people to take that if you think it's not working for you actually move away from those people separate yourself from people that bring you down thanks for taking us there tiali because that's such a story now let's talk about a high when did you actually sort of get that buzz to think right this this whole mc thing i might you know, make money doing this, you know, I need to build a brand, I need to go for it. When did you get the light bulb moment? When did it all change for you? Okay, you know, you know me, I'm an MC and I like to shock here, but uh, I'll say uh, the first day I got paid to MC, I think something happened to me that day and I have not looked back since. It was the, it was, it was the money that I got paid. Like, I, I was having fun MCing, um, I just used to grab the mic and just rock out. But then at the end of the night, I mean, I got paid. I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, somebody's actually paying me for this. Somebody's paying me to have fun. Like, oh, you know, from that day, I've not looked back. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm somebody who's really, like, queued in and, I'd spoken to a few MCs who were like old heads, like people who had been in the game before me. And the number one thing that they told that they told me was, "Do not MC for free. There's there's money there. You could actually have a career behind it, and don't look down on the job." And I kind of like always had that at the back of my mind from the first uh-huh. day I got paid. Like, you know what? I'm not gonna MC for free, and I don't think I've done that really. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Now, how did it all start? Did you always think, I'm going to MC? When did the whole MCing thing just clock on? You're, you're like, hold on, I'm having fun doing this. When, when did yeah. you get the idea to even pick up the mic and start MCing? So, like, um, my friend, he was the actual MC. Like, he was not just an MC. He was an actual rapper. So, right. 
Um, and he used to be like the N, the A, the P, the S, the T, the E, the R, you know what I mean? It's that nap star, she really went pa, pa, pa. So it was really catchy. And um, yeah. I literally grabbed the mic one day and I literally sang his lyrics back to him to make him understand the effects of what he actually does on the mic and how I actually do enjoy it. That's why I always yeah. go to go and get the mic for him. So, but when he didn't have that confidence to take that first step, I decided that, you know what, I am going to do this by, I'm going to do this myself. Do you get what I mean? So, I am um, the first, I mean, the first few times, you know, I've done it for free, but then I got this gig, some MC had got fired and they asked me to come and get the job, but I refused that job. So instead of doing the Saturday night, I done the Friday night and it was a regular Friday night. It was in a place called Governor Bar, then it's now called LA Lounge. I used to, I mean, that's where I learned actually how to be a proper MC because, I mean, you're in the middle of the club, the, uh, the DJ booth is elevated a little bit, and then you have a 360 crowd all the way around you. The speakers were really, really loud. The mic was always good. Whatever you said was very, very clear. And I literally knew maybe 70% of all the music that was being played by the DJ. And it was a match made in heaven. Like, I just knew from that point that, you know what? I could do this. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do this. <laughs> you know? Um, that's when the light bulb, like, really went off. Like, you know what? I'm going to be one of the best MCs in the UK. And there was a that's gap, crazy. too. Yeah. And it's happening. It's all happening. Oh, yeah. That is that is that is mad. Now, one thing that I'm going to take away from that is it, it's all good and well following your passion and um, sort of doing what you're passionate about. But one thing you mentioned there was you actually learned, you honed your skills at a bar when you had the right setup. You used that to hone your skills, and uh, the only way is up. <laughs> the only way is up. Now, thanks for sharing that with us, T. Um, what is just now at this moment? What is one thing that you're excited about? You're working on something that's got you buzzing right now tell us oh boy <laughs> oh boy okay um i've got quite a few things i'm working on um i would i would start from i'm, I'm not gonna put them in any order <laughs> but um the number one thing i'm i'm working um not working i'm putting together a football charity football match which um which supporting um a few charities. This is the third edition. The first one we played the promoters versus the DJs, and then we had a return leg, and then now the DJs are playing the MCs. Um, so this is the first time this has ever happened in the UK. Um, you know we're putting it all together in Bodges Park. I am oh. super excited to see who's gonna get whooped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I can't wait. Another thing that I'm really excited about, Nigeria in the park, Finsbury Park, August 5th. This nice. is my this is my first festival slash park slash me on stage hosting an event. I am super, super excited about that. Um we're we're expecting over at least seven thousand Nigerians to be in the park on that day. Um it's gonna be performances, comedy um uh it's just it's i'm i'm expecting niger in the park anyway hashtag niger in the park 5th of august another thing that i'm looking i'm very excited about 
is the Independence Day celebrations, October. Yeah. I think October 6th. And it's in collaboration. I'm, I'm having an event in collaboration with the MCs and comedians in the UK. It's going to be their first anniversary. Um, the first year of actually putting together, um, having joined an organization that yeah. supports the MCs and the comedians. I happen to be uh, an executive member of that organization. And gotcha. also, I'm on the planning committee for this event. I'm looking yeah. forward to it because the MCs and comedians are so much talent. You won't believe it, my brother. No. So much talent. So, I mean, bro, I could go on and on and on. I know, I mean, you're a busy man, I was going to say. <laughs> my, does, like, I can hear the excitement in your voice as well. Trust me, like the whole of my, the whole August, every single Saturday, I am booked for either a birthday party or a wedding. I'm hosting my first Jewish wedding. I'm excited wow. about that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm learning the, I'm learning the Jewish games and stuff. But check yeah. this out though. I'm going with my African attire to this Jewish wedding. So Mad. Yeah, they're gonna be Mad. like you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not having it. I'm going with yeah. my African attire just so that yeah. I look traditional. Um yeah. so yeah, um every Saturday night I'm in tunnel. Um that's been doing well so far. Um, we just finished the beach party, bikini beach party in Clacton on Sea. Um, also, I'm doing Sundays in Mystique Lounge, brother. You're busy. <laughs> <laughs> You're working. <laughs> now, the only thing I want people to take away from this, the tribe needs to take away from this. Work. Yes. Put in the work. It's just simple. It, there's no magic. There's no magic formula. Listen, work. the only difference between someone who's talented and Anybody else is the person who is ready to put in the work. If you put in the work, you do better than someone who's actually got talent. Now, check this out. I'm an MC, but I'm not a rapper. You know, it's a job that's literally coined for rappers, but I put in the work. I do my networking. I look, mm -hmm. I look, for, I think outside of the box and I just make yep. things happen. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tiali, we're about to enter the lion's den, brother. Let's go, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Hungry Lions, bro. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Let's do this. What is the best African saying you ever heard? Ah, uh, okay. Um, can I say in, can I say in pidgin yes. English? Yeah? Yes, of course. They say time now, money. <laughs> time is money. You know, and there's actually a song behind it. Yes. Time now, money. Time now, money. Use your time when... Yes. Okay. Time wow. is money, baby. Yep. Yeah. 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 Use I believe your time that. well. Mm -hmm. in, in context, in context, just don't waste time on stupidness. Don't waste time thinking about stuff. Just go and do. Because time now, money. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Now, before you started off, before you obviously did what you did to take yourself to the level you are now, what was holding you back from building your brand? Um, okay. What can I say was holding me back? Um, it was actually being able to connect with, uh, the, the, the movers and shakers or the, um, the people, the powers that be, um, gotcha. I realized, um, not quite late, but you know, when I was doing the whole so good thing, I was in university, I was really hot headed. I, I was very, very, very quick to anger. Basically I would, I would say, Oh, these people think they're bad. Yeah. 
I'm going to do better than them, you know what I mean? Um, so, like, there was a lot of fear by this by the older generation. And mm-hmm. uh, I think one person, actually, I was nominated for an award. And I got a phone call. And the guy, he said to me, um, we like to work with you, but we just don't know how to relate with you. It's like, you know, you, you come across like you're this, you know, I didn't, they couldn't, they couldn't figure me out if you get what I'm trying to say. So I, I had to simmer down and, um, be more matured. Um, I was able to speak to older people. Um, when I mean older people, the people who set the, who set the, the, who open up the way for people like us to actually even do any type of anything, regardless of what angled uh, what um regardless of what aspects their enterprise was it's just being able to speak to these old people not i'm not they might not be old you know i mean i'm talking about the 50 60 year old people maybe 40 year old guys who have companies who have uh, access to sponsorship access to the big big companies in africa and, and experience be, as well experience thank you very yeah. much and they could change your life like that but what held me back was my immaturity. Right. right. Wow. Thanks for taking us there. That's deep. Because, yeah. you know, there's, there's sometimes you, you, you have to sort of sit back and think, you know, and think, hold on, it's me. I'm being immature. I need to actually listen to the elders, gain their experience or take from their experience and do better. Exactly. That's um that's super deep, man. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling that. Uh, T, what's your social media uh, platform of choice and and why? Oh, okay. Oh, can I choose three? <laughs> <laughs> you could choose two. I'll meet you in the middle. You have to like one more though. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'll 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 choose two then. Okay. I'd say is WhatsApp a social platform? Do you know what? That's a very good question, and I'll put it out there. I'll let the tribe answer it. For me, I'll say no. Okay, but, so yeah. forget 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 WhatsApp then. Yeah. Um, just because WhatsApp is more personal, anyway. Yes, but then yes. That that helps a lot then because number one right now for me is Snapchat. Wow. Yeah, Snapchat is number one because Snapchat covered areas where Facebook could not even reach. Now Facebook. Is literally trying to catch up. Now, what I say, Snapchat. Um, take for instance, I'll give you a typical example, which is just like a few days ago. Mm-hmm. We was going to the beach. It was pouring down heavy in London. I mean, the rain was serious. Um, and I was contemplating: should I go or shouldn't I go? So I decided, like, you know what? How, I, which people went, and I need to go and look for people that are actually at the event. And I looked, and I saw their Snapchat. And I realized that it was actually sunny on that side. Wow. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So you're getting instant feedback of what you actually want. I mean, Facebook, you invite 500 people to an event. Maybe one person is going to show up out of those 500 people. You know, But Snapchat, well, they can see what they're going to go do. They can see if they like it. They can see if they don't like it. And if you have a good product, people will buy. And that's just a rule. So Snapchat, personal direct instant and it works if you actually know how to use it you know what i mean oh, that's crazy. so and the second like, one the second one is actually facebook 
um, I, li- I, I, I like Facebook because um, connecting with people that I, I either I don't know or they know me or you're trying to put something out there, you're just trying to throw something in the wind. It's, it's also a jump start for music from um, promotion, promoting artists who have come into the country or they want to, they come for a show. Sometimes, sometimes your Facebook promo could go further than actually the actual event itself. And um, the, one of the first reasons is Facebook gave me my name. The Ali uh, Arab Arab money. It's it. Yes. It was first written down on Facebook when I didn't want to put my real name on social media. I right. thought, okay, I'll use the first letter of my name and the first three letters of my last name. And mm-hmm. that's how it start, all started. That's how it started. People start calling me on the streets. Yo, T Ali, T Ali, T Ali. I'm like, oh my god. Now my daily routine is: I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I do is meditate. I spend ten minutes meditating. Three minutes of those is going into a happy place. Most times, my childhood growing up in Nigeria. Uh, I take another three minutes, and I send blessings to my circle, send healing to everyone that's close to me. And then I spend the last final minutes focusing on whatever it is that I've got in front of me as a goal to achieve. I breathe deep and I pull that energy towards me and I focus on the results and how happy it would make me. Have you got for yourself one daily routine that you do every day that contributes to your success? Um, yes, I do. Um, like speaking to you now, I was actually doing exactly that. Um, what I do is I plan the next, I plan ahead. Like I plan the day, I plan a day, I plan my day a day before, do you know what I mean? So I'll write down a few things that I want to achieve. And usually it's up, comes, the list comes up to 10. Sometimes it might be 15. Sometimes it might just be two or three things that I want to achieve. And as the day goes by, I just tick them off the list. I tick them off the list. I mean, I've got papers here. Um, this interview is one of them. And if you, if you remember, I actually called you to say, hey, yes. Let's do are this. we getting? Yeah, um, I appreciate the love. Bro. So the, the the planning ahead, yes. um, and I, I learned that from books anyway. Just to write things down, I I've tried it with my uh-huh. phone. It just goes into the abscess of the whatever it's called, uh, data abscess. <laughs> Writing down with a pen and a paper. There's something spiritual about that for me. Um, I'm not I'm not one to meditate. I've tried it before. I just sleep off. <laughs> so. Uh, I but I definitely know the power of meditation. Don't get it twisted. But for me, what works for me is just getting a pen and paper, writing it down, and you know. And funny enough, everything I am today, I had written it down possibly like maybe like fifteen years ago. Um, I not only just wrote, I not only just achieved it. I went mm-hmm. back to the paper and I looked and I was like. Is this what I was looking to do? This is so rubbish. Like this is nothing. Like so you smashed I, it. I could do this. I could do this on my bed right now. Like I don't even want this anymore. I'm looking at some. If you call me for those jobs right now, I'll be like, no. <laughs> you know, I've got. I've gone way past this stage now. So we'll put them down, man, in paper and achieve, man. You know, just the power focus of on writing. That. Power of writing. Yeah. Um, I've got my son involved in that now, also. And mm-hmm. what he does, he's like, Dad, what are we doing? To, what are we doing today? 
what are we doing tomorrow? And he's got yeah. the pen and paper and he's got it ready. Like, yeah, he wants to write wow. stuff down. So yeah. I am, I am bringing him into that little by little. But you know, he has, he has, he has a lot of other things to worry about, like his school and his maths and English. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> So yeah, TL, you talked about sort of reading. Um, can you recommend one book for us to check out and why? Um, off the top of my head, without having to think too much, 48 Laws of Power is a book that I recommend um, because um, it is, I like I like things that actually work with your mind and having, not just work with your mind, having you to think for yourself. 14 Laws of Power is a book that is uh, very contradictory. It uh, contradicts itself. And also it is, uh, it's not as modern, but it could apply to a modern society. Also, it shows you how to acquire power, how to respect power, and how to keep power. So for that reason, I mean, I recommend 48 Laws of Power to everybody. 48 Laws of Power. Yep. That's a deep book. Now we've um, I could talk to you all day, as as you can tell. <laughs> T, it's, it's been nothing but fire. Appreciate the love, and can I just use this opportunity to thank you for all you do for KV London? I really thank appreciate the love, bro. Really uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, thank, you. thank you. <laughs> pleasure. My pleasure, bro. So um, we've come to the end of the show, but we end it with one last question. It's a very deep question, though, and it goes: If you've got twenty four hours to live. What would you do? Wow. 24 hours to live. Okay. Uh, you know, um, one, thing, one thing is um, I'll have to spend it with my kids, man. Like, I'll just have to spend it with my kids. Uh, I might give them a good 12 hours, <laughs> maybe the last 12 hours. But... Um, I mean, I could say I want to throw a party, but nah, I don't. If I'm dying, I'm not gonna be thinking about partying. I'll be trying to leave something that's gonna last for the rest of for the rest of time behind. So I'll be looking at maybe putting up a statue somewhere. Wow. <laughs> maybe buy a bench and put it in the park. That depends on how long that's gonna stay. See. Um, but yeah, something that's going to stand the test of time. Yeah. Now, T, we'll end it with um, you sharing a few words of wisdom and the best way that we can connect with you across digital. In God, we trust everybody else pays cash. <laughs> so <laughs> don't, don't be scared to get paid for what you know how to do best. It's, it's always good to know that you're getting uh, a reward for your talent. Um, do, not, do not sleep on your talent. Do not wait for tomorrow. Get it done. Start today and you'll be surprised how much you could achieve. So um, that's my word of wisdom. Uh, is uh, awesome. And how can we find you across social? And so um, on Twitter, you can find me on Real T Ali. On Instagram, it's T Ali Arab Money. Snapchat is T Ali Arab Money. On Facebook, T Ali Arab Money. Facebook fan page is T Ali. Also check T Ali Models. And not to forget the MCs and the Comedians Association, Maka UK. Also Nigerian DJs UK. Salutes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Love. I really appreciate Love. you having me. Now, listen, it's, it's been an honor talking to you, T. Wish you all the very best. And uh, we'll catch up soon, bro. Hey, tribe. 
You've been kicking it with your boy Clef and the one and only T. Ali. Head over to the socialafricanshow.com for detailed show notes, links to connect with T. Ali, links to all the resources we talked about, including the books. Catch you later, tribe. Peace.